we're just waiting on a couple of people. Um, What's up, DJ? Hi, Jonah. Um, just gonna give her a quest to Nick. Or invite, whatever it's called. <laughs> um, what's up, Nick? Um, all right, should we just get started? Or how about we can give it like a couple minutes? Um, just to wait a little bit, and then I guess we'll get started in a bit. Cool. Looks like Nick Hizzle. Okay. Um. Shoot. <laughs> All right, well, I think we might have lost Nick, but hopefully. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine, yeah. Okay, awesome. Uh, I guess when Nick comes back, we'll just get started then. Mm-hmm. All right, sounds good. Oh, well, <laughs> there goes Nick. There it goes. Um... Sweet. Okay. Uh, you want to introduce ourselves now, and then when Nick comes back, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll just say hi then. Um, awesome. So, first of all, thank you all for coming. Okay, Nick just told me his connection sucks. Uh, we were aware of that, but uh, <laughs> oh, geez, and now my uh, computer's going off with all his texts. That's great. Yeah, me too. I'm getting the same thing here. Uh, <laughs> Cool. So first of all, thank you guys all for coming. Uh, my name is Jonah. I'm a junior in high school. Um, DJ, you want to introduce yourself? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm DJ. I'm also a junior in high school. Cool. Uh, all right. Let's just get started. Uh, DJ, you want to kick us off? Yeah. So um, for those of you who haven't really read any of the social media we're going to kind of go through some of the news breaking news and top news stories of the week and just kind of talk and interact with you guys in the chat and go from there yeah absolutely so our first kind of breaking news story is the capital car crash that has been going around social media pretty heavily over the past couple hours and I just got a breaking news update that they've actually just identified the suspect. But a couple hours ago, the Capitol was put under lockdown after a car rammed into two Capitol police officers. And the suspect was immediately killed. And one of the Capitol police officers died from his injuries. And at least one more remains injured. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just terrible news. Um and I guess we're going to get more information, I assume, throughout the day. Um, 
like you mentioned, as of now, it's we all only we all we know so far is that there's been one policeman that's been killed, and mm-hmm. says the guy in the car was also killed also, as well. Um, yeah. All right, you want to just let's get right started with Matt Gates. Yeah. Um, cool. So lots been going on with Matt Gates. I mean, this guy is crazy, just like the whole GOP. But I think, uh, as a lot of you know, there's been this investigation for potential trafficking of a minor, 17-year-old. Um, and, yeah, it's been absolutely crazy. And I think just at this point, I'm not even surprised anymore. I just, the things that come out of the, the things that Republicans have done and the things that they're doing is just absurd. I think, like, also... I mean, not only Matt Gates, but yeah, the GQP, exactly. Um, <laughs> I mean, also just like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Boebert and that whole QAnon squad is just, it's its absurd. And it's its scary because you have, its we're at a point right now where we're just having, and it's, it's scary and it's sad that right now it's really one side um, is for the facts and one side's for America and the other side spits lies and they maintain a base that way and they're all for power mm-hmm. and it's just scary to see um, but I know you probably have some stuff to say on Matt Gates as well so <laughs> well, yeah I've always kind of hated his guts and thought it was a slime bucket but this kind of just proves my <laughs> views to be true um, especially if this comes to be a true investigation and he actually gets charges pressed against him, but it just proves the fact that um, Republicans just say they're so pro law and order, while at the same time they break the law actively and just try and cover up anything they do. Yeah, one hundred percent. And um, yeah, it's it's scary. It's also scary, like the way they defend themselves is absurd. And I think it's it's regarding the stupidest things too. I know uh, there's just for example, Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, posted her like ridiculous uh, workout video saying like, this is how <laughs> I'm immune to COVID or whatever. And then she's, she's making, uh, she, she then rebuttals. She's like, Oh, I saw this on trending. I know people have talked about my pull-up. It's called a butterfly. Okay, I'm sorry. There's no such thing as a butterfly pull-up. That was just like a squirm and on on a bar. It was absurd. Um, yeah. And it's just not even surprising anymore. Like, I really don't even know what to expect. Like, any, it's just crazy. Um, all right, we can get right. You want to just, uh, we can start talking about the Arkansas Senate bill, I guess. Um, yeah. So there was a bill, uh, a bill passed on Monday um, by the uh, Arkansas state legislators that that would ban access to gender affirming care for transgender minors, um, including reversible puberty blockers and hormones. And um, right now, we're just waiting. If Governor Hutchinson, who's the governor of Arkansas, we're just uh, really trying to push him to. Uh, veto the bill um, and his office number. I think should, we can, um, yeah, we'll just say it. Uh, his office number is 501-682-2345. And I think just 
really rallying up if we can get as many people as we can to just really push this because I think this needs to be getting more uh, traction. And it's it's just scary. And, and another scary part is the fact that Alabama and Tennessee are have been actively trying to implement restrictions on gender affirming care for, for months as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just so scary. Um, and and it's just, it's really like, it, it, this. I think this also ties to what's been going on. This just like this hate we've seen recently. And I think just this really increasive anti-Asian hate. And I think that a lot of that started from uh, our, our former president just saying things like the China virus and a bunch of... Uh, extremely racist things and i think just it's this idea that racism and hatred is still going on and lgbtq people are still uh being suppressed and there's still hatred going on in that community um and and it's sad but it it just shows you that um it's not like it's ended it's that i know somebody mentioned uh it's not like it's ended it's just that now it's being documented um, I know somebody mentioned um, during, like, right after George Floyd's death, um, that it's not that racism is has ended; it's that racism is now being recorded, um, and it's it's so true, and it's it's really scary to see. Um, yeah, and definitely trying. I mean, because things like this is really not an example of progress. This is really setting us back when we see bills like the Arkansas Senate bill. And at first, like, it's it's also, I don't know about you, DJ, but for me, when I saw this, this wasn't like, no, this can't be true. Like, it's just scary that this is what the Republican Party wants. Like, this is not progress. We're just, they're just trying to get us back um, in time. And I guess, um, yeah, it's just scary. I don't know if you have anything else to add. Yeah, but on your... Um topic of just not progress it's the complete opposite of that but in addition to the arkansas bill georgia just um the georgia state legislature just passed a bill that's like um rolling back all their voting rights and it's like we're truly going back and not forward in many ways and absolutely sadly these republican governors won't stop it because they're believing many of the things that these state legislatures are passing and they're believing the big lie that Trump's floated since November. Yeah. And on that note of, uh, the, uh, the bill or, or the law that was, was passed about the, the voting in Georgia. Um, there's just, just on the topic of just like talking about like corporations like Delta and Coca-Cola, eventually they come, they came out against this voter suppression bill, but not initially, and I think it's, first of all, it shows us several things. I think, one, it shows us the, the pressure from organizations, I guess, like Midas Touch, too, um, but also the fact that we have a voice and that our voice matters and that our voice can make an impact. Um, and I think just another thing, too, is that um, this idea that how much integrity do these big corporations really have? Like, I think it took us, it took them so much time to really make a statement against this like it took them days and then eventually the ceo comes out and speaks because they know that they'd be screwed if they didn't but i think we can't left let that part um we can't let that part be forgotten the Mm -hmm. idea that it took them so much time 
Yeah, and even with the MLB, too, they released a statement today saying that they're moving the All-Star game in their um, draft for this season or next season. I don't know which draft it is. Out of Atlanta because of the bill. And they've kind of been hush-hush about it, but now they've come out saying that they've always supported voting rights, which is great in a sense, but the corporate silence is many ways part of the problem. Absolutely. And I think we've, this isn't the first time too. Like, I think we've, we've seen this corporate silence for a while. And um, yeah, I think also, no, no, I think that's, that's really it. It's just, it's terrible. And it, like I said, just it, it shows how much integrity do they actually have. Um, and I know just kind of back to what we were previously talking about, the anti-Asian hate crimes, I know that a former member of the Board of Trustees in Ohio, Chairman Lee Wong, um, he revealed the scars he bears across his chest as he, uh, he delivered a speech against violence, against anti, the anti Asian American hate crimes that be going on, and this followed the the killing of the six women, uh, of of six Asian women, um, in Georgia, and it, it's scary and it's it's sad that this is what mm-hmm. he went through when he was, and he's now veteran, but when he was fighting, and um, that's what he went through, like that that hate, and so long ago, and now, it's we're still seeing it, like. Yeah, it's just another example. Like, is this really progress? Uh, but it's like even with the Asian um, sentiments and hate towards them, like this isn't a new issue. Like this goes back all the way to um, obviously different circumstances, but like internment of Japanese citizens in internment camps during World War Two. Like that's like a Nazi like that's comparative to what the Nazis did to the Germans in World War II. Like, it's scary that this happened on American soil. And just with COVID, like, it's just skyrocketed like crazy. And with um, the terms China virus, Kung flu, Wuhan virus, like, it just inflates it all the more. Absolutely. And I know, uh, I know uh, Jeremy Lin was even called coronavirus on the basketball court. And there was this reporter that uh, a Republican politician, I'm blanking on the name, went up to this reporter about a year ago, or I don't know when exactly, this NBC reporter went, um, who was Asian American, who is Asian American and was called the, uh, the China virus to her face. I mean, it's absurd. And, and back to your previous point, there's things like the Chinese Exclusion Act um that we had in uh the japanese internment camps and it's just scary um like just like repetitions of history um mm-hmm. and you would think that like me hopefully we should have learned our lesson but i don't know it's yeah really hard. and in many and in many ways a lot of people across this country thought we did after that terrible point in our history but recent events say we're like we said earlier, going back and not forward with many things. Absolutely. And like starting from like the first wave of immigration um, uh, in East Asia, like to what is uh, to the United States, we saw Asian Americans being impressed from the beginning. 
there was no stoppage of yep. that. It's always happened. Um, yeah, it's scary stuff. Um, what else? There's also the uh, $2 trillion infrastructure bill from Fed mm-hmm. Biden um, announced earlier this week, um, which is amazing. I think that sweeping proposal that would rebuild 20,000 miles of roads, expand access to clean water and broadband, and best invest in care for the elderly, which is great. Um, do you have anything to add on that? or? It's just, it needs to get passed. Like, we've even, just even in the, um, just looking at local and state levels, like, our infrastructure on our federal highways and just we're like lagging terribly behind other countries and it will truly to truly solve the problems that we have it's going to take big spending and like biden said in his speech 50 years from now if this bill is passed people are going to say this was the moment where we where we made a difference in our future like this is a moment that it's going to take big and bold ideas to solve our problems yeah, definitely. And I think also I've been seeing on Twitter a little bit, just like some Republicans who've been against this idea. I think part of it is because of the the financial part, that financial mm-hmm. aspect that it's two trillion dollars. But I mean, first of all, like this is a necessity. But second of all, I think it, it gets me every time when the Republican Party talks about uh, just like the monetary and the financial part of it. Like you really want to talk about that. I mean, like. You, the Republican Party was the one who tried to implement or who implemented a space force in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, if you look at the national debt when Trump was in office, like it's absurd. Mm-hmm. They have no right to talk about financial things. And I think also like they're like, oh, but the Republican Party is always about, you know, uh, cutting taxes and stuff. And when Donald <laughs> Trump cut taxes, that was for the top 1%. So the people who are really saying that stuff, it really wasn't affecting them. So. Yeah. Gary. Yeah. And I think just like they're uneducated, I think we've, we've just seen this. We've seen people like who are, who get brainwashed from Fox news and from a Tucker Carlson who gets his power and gets uh, his base from just spinning lies. Um, and he he, I'm, he obviously knows that, but he knows that he can maintain a base. And I know Josh Hawley, who um, literally on CPAC, during, during CPAC, and, and so is Ted Cruz, he was like, uh, I knew the election was rigged. And everybody who said otherwise, all the Republicans who said otherwise, like shame on them. They literally bully people who don't have the same beliefs as them. Um, and it's disgusting. No. Yeah. Yeah crazy uh what else is there um there's also biden announces 11 new judges which uh is said to be the most diverse group of judges uh, and it's also just great the fact that like he's keeping diversity in mind and we also just can't forget that when trump was in office he nominated ex- exclusively all white men so yep uh um, there's also the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, uh, which are now said to be 90% effective, which is still incredible. I mean, 
what's the flute like 50% or something like that yeah and then they um um both i forget which one but one, either Pfizer or Moderna i think it was Pfizer if i'm not mistaken they said their vaccine was 100% effective in teens from 12 to like teenagers which is yeah. crazy to think that a vaccine's 100% effective which is crazy uh no yeah it is Pfizer uh, which is just i mean i'm so thankful and i think the Biden administration has been doing an excellent job so far just uh, implementing yep. the vaccines and just uh, and everything. So that's been great. Um, and also just, I remember when Biden kind of ran with this idea that we're going to get a hundred million or we're going to get a hundred million vaccines in a hundred days. And he keeps, and, and then literally like a couple months in, we just see like, a hundred million vaccines in fifty-eight days, and now we're seeing yeah. two hundred million. It's, it's it's absurd. It's crazy. Um, and yeah, and like when Trump was in office, we barely got two million in over two months. Like the yeah. numbers over when he had the infrastructure to do it, it was just so far behind. Absolutely. I mean, we saw from the Trump administration and from Trump himself, uh, we. We saw, like, in numerous occasions, just this denial of science um, and really just constantly spreading these lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I really, yeah, it's just scary. And I think that's, and I think that's, like, really where the base is right now. You just see the Republican Party just becoming more and more conservative and i guess it's 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 so hard they're a moderate republican they're not even they're not conservatives anymore um it's just well and then the moderate republicans are written off by their party as liberal democrats because it's like their party has just gone so far off the rocker where it's like they're embracing conspiracy theorists and crazy people over people like Mitt Romney who actually have morals and a legislative agenda. They're literally supporting someone who said Jewish space lasers and crazy things. I'm like, it's it's crazy what the direction we're going in right now. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I mean, I'm still waiting for my space laser, but I don't know if that will get that. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's scary. And I really think that, like you said, the people that have even the slightest bit of morals are just getting bullied. Uh, and there's literally, I feel like moderate Republican is almost non-existent at this point. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add on the statement or. Nothing really. It's just that. If they, it's the Republican Party, just like after January 6th, they're still at a moment of reckoning. Like, do they want to become the party of or remain the party of people like Mitt Romney and Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski? Or are they going to become the party of Marjorie Taylor Greene and people like Matt Gates? Like, they're truly at a point of reckoning when it comes to not only policy, 
but just who they support and their morals. Like, it's like, even just when our country was founded, it was like, they disagreed, the two parties, but it's like they both had morals and they both agreed to disagree with each other and it's just been lost. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't know if I would include Susan Collins necessarily in that list just because she swings all the time. But I think, like you said, like someone like George Bush or someone like a Ronald Reagan, I do not, I didn't like how they governed. No. But it it wasn't even questioned that there was, there was no way that they were going to undermine democracy. And it was so clear that, like, I mean, they still love this country, no matter how much I didn't like um, how they governed. It was just undeniable that they like this country. And I think that, like, the fact that we even have to put in question that the man who's, um, who, the man who's running the Oval Office or the, who didn't have any respect or care for this country but rather just about himself and i think we've like literally he ran with the purpose of just getting more recognition for himself and for his book um i don't really think he knew that he was going to win uh yes i mean and it's i can assure you that we would not be in the situation we were in um in coming out of 2020 if hillary would have won but it's just it's crazy. Granted, granted, neither of those candidates were popular even among their bases, but it's just like, it's a crazy world we're in. Like, obviously, I feel like they were both popular within their parties, but overall, they were the two most unpopular candidates in history with regard to primary candidates. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, 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 I don't know, it's just a lot to... <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah, I think also just back to the previous point, just like the way it's it's hard for the came the Republican Party can't really even defend themselves without spitting lies. And also just we've seen these lies all throughout this week through the Derek Chauvin trial, too, that this idea that uh it it that that the fact that Floyd's past of um do, uh, of doing drugs and stuff affected his um uh, his death, which is just so false and it's undeniable mm-hmm. that Chauvin uh was a murderer no matter what. And I think also I, I, I listened to this interview um last night actually of I, I believe it was uh, the attorney representing Floyd, and I, uh, he he talked about how many people are saying that's the George Floyd trial, but he always corrects them, saying that it's the Derek Chauvin trial because Derek Chauvin is the one on trial, and Derek yeah. Chauvin is the one who is the murderer. Yeah. Um, it, also, but just, but no, just to even bring up in a trial that's about how a police officer basically murdered a man while his knee was on the guy's neck just to bring up someone's like drug use is a very tough subject and it's like very sensitive for people and just to bring that up in a such a vulnerable and tense of a setting just denigrates the defense's argument that he was done he did what he was trained to do and even that argument 
it, it proves the point that there needs to be criminal justice reform in the way that police officers police in their communities. Absolutely. And I think, no, 100%. And it's, it's, it's scary. They have no excuse um, at all. Like, it, it was, it's undeniable that it was a murder. It's undeniable that we need more police and criminal reform in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know how much, if anybody in the chat, if there's anything you want us to talk about, too. Uh, we'd be happy to. Uh, I think we pretty much covered a lot. I know this has been like such a hectic week. I know it's been a really crazy week. Um, but yeah, I don't yes. know if you have anything else to add, DJ. Or... I just one thing we need to repair, not even just as a party, but just as a nation. It's just the divisiveness that it's come to on both sides of the aisle when we're trying to like think of big solutions that'll benefit the American people, like on both sides of the aisle, especially over the past four years and even into this administration, it's just become so polarized and it's like, we can't even get anything done with the current climate. Like even with um, Biden's COVID bill, Yes, it was three times larger than Trump's, but if you look, not one Republican supported his bill. But when Repub- but when Republicans were writing their COVID relief bill, almost every Democrat supported it because they wanted to get relief immediately out of to the people. And it's just crazy that even after Biden's bill was passed, some of the Republicans who voted against it praised elements that were in it. <laughs> like yeah. it's just in crazy in biden i think it's just you can see that divided biden would be happy to work with a republican who would have the same belief system and who wants to actually take action and for yes. the republican party doesn't matter because they just have put the label on a democrat they're like oh you're a democrat it doesn't matter i can't yeah. do it and i think I, I, when i was doing phone baking for biden i literally I think one of the people would ask me, why do you support Biden? And I told him some reasons. But then another thing is that one of the things that I always said is that Biden was the one with a plan. Uh, Trump had no plan. Uh, He always promised something and he never did. I think he always spreads lies. And I also just, if you look at the Capitol uh, insurrection, for example, uh, he's like, I'll be there with you. Total lie. Totally. Yeah. I mean, he's just and, always lied to his base, and that's the way he's maintained his base. And also, uh, there was this little documentary thing about their t- they were they were uh, uh, they, they they went to these suburban parts of Ohio, and they were talking to these uh, they were talking to some Trump supporters there. Um, they're mentioning how oh they're like oh Trump gave me said all these promises that our lives would be significantly better, uh, and the the interviewer was like, has that happened yet? And he goes, no, but we're still waiting. We're still waiting. We mm-hmm. haven't seen much change. But even with um, the Republican convention, like Biden's convention, they had an agenda and they um, put their plan out to the American people with what they were going to do if elected. And at the Republican convention, 
they were just like, we're, we don't have a specific platform, but we're going to praise President Trump for all he did over the past four years, where his supporters at the same time were like, he promised to make our lives better, and they're just not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think some, it, it, they're like, sometimes you can see, it, it's it's hard. It's it's scary that they're so brainwashed that they can't even get a glimpse of reality anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's definitely scary stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think, and I really hope I'm. I really hope the Republican Party will will, will change, but I don't, I don't know how long that will be. It's not looking that promising at the current moment, but. No. I hope the same thing. Yeah. Uh, well, if there's anything you want but to even, But even on that point of Republicans, like, or even just in politics, like, it's come to the point in our country where we're so polarized, we can't even have a civil conversation about things we disagree with. Like, it's like constant attack. Constant attack and vitriol and hatred towards each other when... Kennedy or even Richard Nixon, even when Ronald Reagan and Richard Nixon were in office, there were times when even in Congress and with McCain, you could debate things with people from the other side of the aisle and you would just walk away and move on. But now it's just so polarized and it's just like everything in the political arena right now is about just, oh, how can I attack the other side where it's like, if we're going to make any real change over what the past four years have been, you need to come up with solutions in ways to get the votes to enact them because this we're in a moment where we need bold solutions to protect our futures with the climate change, whether it's COVID criminal justice reform, it just needs to be done. And I think back to your previous point, I think just like this, this idea of just like, attacking and bullying i mean that's literally what the republican party's always done but mm-hmm. um if you just because i know you mentioned richard nixon if you if you look at nixon for example when he ran his campaign uh, even though it was kind of skewed uh, yeah. a little bit but he also part of the reason what one of the things he was doing when he's running is that at the time the chief chief justice of the supreme court was earl warren mm-hmm and he's like, we don't want an Earl Warren Supreme Court. He's like, get rid of Earl Warren. And he, people didn't yeah. even realize who he's running against. Some people actually thought he was running against Earl Warren. <laughs> yeah, as it is. Um, and I think, and I think we obviously we definitely saw that, like the the radical liberals. Um, and and also I know. Uh, like I know, like when Ossoff and Warnock were running, I know Purdue and uh, definitely Leffler would say this. Uh, I know Leffler one time during a debate asked, "Do you support Marxism and, yeah. and communism?" To Warnock, like it's it's crazy. Yep. They want to get something out of them. And yeah. Purdue, I know one time said, "If you if you elect Ossoff, you're electing someone who supports the Green New Deal." Um, which isn't true at all. I mean, he's, he has his own climate change plan. But just like this idea that they'll take whatever they can get and they'll just try mm-hmm. to bully you and just spread nicknames. And- but and even with Kelly Leffler, like she couldn't even debate Warnock. It was like 
She just called him radical liberal, liberal Raphael Warnock and didn't say anything. She just ran away from anything he said. And yeah. then there was one debate between Purdue and Ossoff where Purdue didn't even show up. It was Ossoff debating an empty podium. Yeah, It's just like we can't even have a constructive discussion on ways to better society. It's like people either run away from it completely or they just spew hatred towards the other side. And that's what has to ultimately stop if we want to get anywhere, whether it's on the federal, state, local, international, whatever level of government you want, you're on, that has to stop if we're going to really make any change. Definitely. And I think also you can look at like the open podium or uh, in like a metaphorical sense that literally the Republican Party will promise things and will say things but they ultimately won't show up and mm-hmm. they ultimately won't do it. Um, and that's literally how Trump ran his presidency. He promised things and he never showed up. Um, and just exactly what Purdue did. Yeah. Um, and now he said he's running again, right? Against Warnock. No, he's not anymore. He's not. Oh, really? I must no. He filed papers, but then said it's not in the cards right now. Oh well, uh, yeah. He did it, and then he, um, yeah. David Perdue of Georgia decides against running for Senate in twenty twenty two. Like he filed, he filed papers and just didn't do anything. I mean, what I am looking forward to, and in, in terms of just like Georgia, I'm really looking forward to just saying Governor Stacey Abrams. I'm just waiting. Oh for yes, that. yes. Um, yeah. It's, just like man just this country oh my gosh <laughs> i know i just i what i really want to see is when warnock runs who is republican challengers going to be like who the heck are they going to put up against him to run in 22 yeah um it's true and i think this is i mean in 2020 we literally saw Someone who's for Americans, someone who's only caring about themselves. And my assumption is just to get a, for a Republican to be to get this far. I think the only really possibility uh, would be someone who has to be extremely conservative because oh, the yeah. Republican Party just keeps getting more and more conservative, especially or, in a state like Georgia. Republican or not even yeah. conservative, especially uh, in a state like Georgia. It's just. Restricting yeah. voting, restricting voting laws is just the prerogative in these southern states right now. Where, at the same time, America was founded to be the land of the free and allow people to vote and have their voices heard at the ballot box, and our lawmakers are literally restricting the vote. And it's like, yeah. seriously, we're we're literally they're literally violating the Constitution in their own eyes, like while we're watching it happen how is america going to be the land of opportunity it was always set out to be mm-hmm. uh, and also uh, just like in english class we were reading this like langston hughes let america be america again um it's the idea that like i i kind of portrayed it as like this this like redo this this that like for many people for many americans that they never had the it was never the land of opportunity and the land of the free for them. And also just like, there's so many ties 
to that uh, now also. And I think part of the, one of the things we can do to end things like systemic racism or to end things like voter rights being suppressed is to remember and to not forget these stories. Because oh, I yeah. think always remembering is how we'll really combat it. Yeah. I'm um, just like educating, like civic engagement. That's crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have, I don't know if you have anything else to add or. No, nothing really. I really think we've said what we wanted to say. Yeah. It's just, we can't let, we have to remember these things that are happening. So history won't repeat itself when we're, we're the generation in charge of government. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, thank you all for coming. Uh, we may do this next week. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't already, uh, please, cause if you enjoyed this, please consider giving uh, Midas VB a follow on Instagram um, just to keep up in, with the latest news. And um, we're probably just going to be getting as many high schoolers to share your voice. And if you haven't known already, the whole point of this initiative is really to just get high schoolers civically engaged and also to allow, give them opportunity to know what's going on and to be educated and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not only on Instagram, but also on Twitter and TikTok. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, thanks, DJ. You're uh, welcome. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, everyone, for joining. All right. Take care. Bye.